Hello to all of our listeners and welcome to another Newsflash episode of Unpacking the Case. Today I am joined by Richard Snape, our Head of Legal Training here at DJB, who will talk me through the recent decision of Poundland Limited and Top Lane Limited, given from the County Court on the 2nd of July. Morning Richard, how are you? I'm fine, thanks, Hannah. Not long time no see. <laughs> we do seem to record a lot of these news flashes. There's a, there's a lot going on in the real estate law world at the moment, isn't there? There's quite a lot of case law because um, with everything else last year, there, a lot of the case law was sort of put on hold so suddenly since about April. There's been a whole influx of cases, uh, commercial lease cases primarily, yeah. Mm. And today we will be discussing a county court decision that came through on the 2nd of July of Poundland and Top Lane. Can you please talk me through that decision? Yeah, well, I'll give you the background because it's again something I've mentioned uh, in a podcast, uh, the basic idea, not the case, but the podcast in a podcast in a, video, a Zoom conference back in June. It's about leasing in your terms and it's a sort of post-COVID uh, you know, lockdown and the likes case on changing the terms on renewal and specifically uh, the fact that uh, unlike in the past, you know, leases now being new leases being negotiated, the tenants want a clause allowing the rent to be suspended, not just in relation to uh, damage and destruction of the premises, but in relation to pandemics as well, which wasn't normally the case in the past. There'd been a case in the past called Commons Real Investment Gesellschaft uh, uh, and TFS Stores, uh, which was from April of this year which had made it quite clear that uh, unless there was clear wording, you know, the average rent suspension provisions wouldn't include pandemics. Yeah, there'd been another case in the same shopping centre, the, the Westfield Centre in Shepherd's Bush in London, uh, involving Commerce Real Investment, WH Smiths and Commerce, where the tenants had wanted a county court decision, so it's, it's not uh, legally binding. And I'll say I was wanting this in the past, where the tenants on a lease renewal under the 54 Landlord and Tenant Act wanted uh, to include a, a rent a suspension provision in the event of pandemic when it wasn't in the original lease. Um, the landlord was prepared to accept a provision whereby the if the lease of the premises themselves had to be shut down, the rent would be halved. Uh, the tenant wanted a provision whereby if any shop had to be shut down by statute or statutory instrument or advice or guidance from government, any shop in this huge uh, centre, uh, then the rent would be suspended completely and the service charge liability would be halved. And that was the original case, the case I was mentioning back in June in, in courses and podcasts. Uh, the law basically uh, the, is based on what well, Section 35 of the Landlord and Tenant Act is the, the relevant provision, which says that in deciding the, the renewal terms, the, the, in the absence of agreement between the parties, the courts... Uh, has regard to the terms of the current tenancy. And the major case on it is uh, probably the most important 54 landlord and tenant case of all, a case of 1983, uh, House of Lords, as they were, a case called O'Mayan City of London Real Property Company, where uh, Lord Wilberforce in the major judgment uh, had basically said that the starting point is the old lease is the basis of the new lease, and it's up to the person wishing to change the terms to show the fact that the rent might be changed accordingly is not conclusive by any means. And you've got to, it's got to be fair and reasonable between the parties, but a strong burden to change the terms. In spite of that, in the original case, the WH Smith's case, the court accepted that um, although WH Smith's hadn't closed during the 
various lockdowns because they included a post office and post offices remained open. The vast majority of shops in this centre had closed, so the footfall was massively down and their profits were less than 90%. So they thought it was reasonable for the tenant to uh, have that clause, uh, the clause the tenant wanted and not the landlords, that the rent uh, should be suspended uh, if any premises had to close down and uh, service charge halved. It is only a county court case. To some extent, it depends on its facts that it was a shop, you know, albeit a large WH Smith in the middle of a big shopping centre. And these things do tend to depend on their facts. Uh, the case from early July, uh, the Poundland uh, top lane case, was a Poundland in Twickenham. Based on the WH Smith's case, they were again going through a renewal. And the tenants uh, wanted a rent suspension provision. Um, uh, they didn't want the rent to go uh, be suspended completely, but halved uh, and service charge likewise in the event of uh, lockdowns. And the landlord resisted this. Uh, in the Poundland case, uh, the court decided that it wasn't fair and reasonable in relation to the landlord to include a clause that wasn't there in the past. Uh, and it would change the whole nature of the commercial relationship. And the tenant couldn't show the burden of been upon the tenants that there was good reasons to change the clause, even though that is a clause that you uh, frequently have in, in modern leases since post-coronavirus lockdowns and the likes, it tends to be the norm. Have there been any other issues with that? Yeah, there was another thing that the tenants were asking for, which I've seen in, in leases of late, new leases, and that was uh, that the landlord wouldn't be able to forfeit a clause in the new lease, that the landlord wouldn't be able to forfeit uh, for any breach during any future uh, lockdown, statutory lockdowns, which obviously was not in the original tenancy agreement. And uh, at currently, uh, still in turn March the 25th next year in England, uh, there, you can't forfeit for non-payment of rent. And we'll have to see what happens to that. But this was forfeiture generally. Uh, and the court decided that would be complete rewriting of, the, of, the, of the, the lease. And so they refused to accept that as well. So what conclusions can we draw from this? I mean, it's all very difficult because uh, these are county court decisions and they don't set precedents. And um, I'm sure one day we'll get an appeal case on this and then we'll have a bit more knowledge about it. Um, I think all we can conclude is they depend on their individual facts to some extent. The county court uh, judgment in, in top lane is not a good one at the moment. It's not a particularly thorough one. Um, but uh, they uh, didn't seem to discuss, you know, the, the fact that WH Smith was dependent on being in the middle of this shopping centre and the likes. Uh, but... Uh, they, uh, say, they did say that um, the difference between the WH Smith case and the, the Parenton case was that in one, the landlord was accepting uh, some degree of rent suspension in the new lease, albeit much more limited than the tenants. Whereas in the, in the Parenton case, the landlord wasn't accepting anything. So I think the message for landlords is don't accept anything. But I do stress it depends very much on its facts. Perfect. Well, that's a lovely place to round this off, Richard. Thank you so much for joining me once again on this episode of Unpacking the Case. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I certainly have, Hannah. Good, good. We look forward to seeing you next time on Unpacking the Case.